This Qatar Grand Prix betting picks edition of the F1 Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Game Time. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use promo code SGPN on your first purchase to get $20 off. Download the Game Time app and use promo code SGPN. And we're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has just added Pick'em Scorchers, where you can win 100 times. That's right. Turn $5 into 500 in one game plus every Sunday. They're giving away $100,000. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100 or up to $500 now. Better get in on that. Get ready for speed. You just wait, sunshine. You just wait. Get ready for the passion. To whom it may concern you. Get ready for the raw emotion. Si, ragazzi! Grazie, grazie, grazie! Dai, Forza Ferrari! Get ready for the F1 Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Zeeb. Welcome in to the F1 Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Gomez. I'm thinking that F1 knows that every once in a while, even podcasters need a break because they gave us one last week. We went ahead and we took it along with the drivers. Uh, sorry, not sorry. We just, uh, you know, one of those things where we figured, do we do a recap or do we just go ahead and, and charge ahead next week with, uh, okay, let me get this out of the way first. All right. I understand that this country is very difficult to pronounce correctly for most people. So I will say this once the way that it's supposed to be said, and then I will say it the way that most everybody else says it afterwards because it's a lot harder to say Qatar every single time, okay? so I'm, I'm proud of you for, for getting that in because I'm not even going to try. I'm not even. I'm, <laughs> I'm just skirting around the word this entire episode. So I will say it like they, they're going to say it on the, on the broadcast and say Qatar, okay? So everybody will, uh, when I say Qatar, it's, it's not like I'm trying to say it wrong. I just literally, it's difficult for me as a person who does not speak that language to constantly say Qatar and then always try to make sure that I say it correctly, so. That'll be the one time you hear it right, and then after that it'll be Qatar. Okay? That was more. That was more than once. We got a couple. We got a couple out of you there. So uh, I like it. I'm glad. Thank glad you. you got one in for me too. Thank you. I'm not trying to be insensitive to anybody. I really understand because you know me. I always try to get the small cities their dues. I always try to get pronunciations right as much as humanly possible. But again, if you're going to say it a lot, it's difficult to say it all every single time. But anyways, hi Cody. How are you doing? Rod, I'm doing good. I'm glad F1's back. It was. Yeah, we, we we needed a break last week. We've been we've been going nonstop with all of our shows. It's a nice little breather. Nice to have a break. Glad F one is back. We're here for this uh, this Grand Prix this weekend. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> it's gonna be a fun one. We might have a champion even before the race, Rod. Uh, the possibility exists. Max Verstappen could lock it up. Uh, just jump right into it. So. Uh, sprint weekend, right? So there's points to be earned. Um, Verstappen won the title uh, in Japan last year with four rounds to go. 
Uh, but this year with the addition of Las Vegas, we've got the extra round. Um, so, but yeah, he, he's, so he's got a 177 point lead. So in the sprint, if Perez does not outscore him by more than six points, uh, he will retain the title and be crowned the champion. So that means if he finishes sixth place in the sprint, a pretty decent chance that happens, or he outscores Perez by six points, he will be the champion in the sprint. We'll talk about that in a few, but uh, if that doesn't happen, uh, Perez would have to score 32 more points on the weekend. Then Verstappen, again, it's possible, right? Maybe Verstappen has some kind of issue and and the sprint and the race, uh, but uh, likely going to be crowned uh, three-time champion consecutively for Max Verstappen this weekend. It's just, I mean, there's just no no other person that can do this. I mean, I there's there's no other way around it this weekend. It's going to be crowned. I actually have something to say about that later on in the episode about it, but it's just, it's crazy to think that, you know, mo- other sports you don't, crown the champion until the end right i mean racing it's whenever it happens it's this is the race this is the race that you end up winning the whole thing that's racing in general obviously with nascar we've got the playoff format now and it's different but used to be the case where they would crown champion five six races ahead of time if that was the what it called for indycar we saw it this year uh polo wrapped it up before the final race of the season so uh it's just how motorsports are and and something that uh, a lot of the ways it, it goes so uh yeah, shout out to to f- soon to be three time champion Max Verstappen. Uh, one other big news story this week, Rod. Um, FIA has approved Andretti's bid to become a new Formula One team. Uh, so I, I was kind of looking more into this because I was I was very interested. How does this work, right? Uh, obviously, we've we've had ten teams for a while and 20, 20 cars on the grid, um, but. Uh, as I was kind of looking through this and I was, I was looking at, uh, Luke Smith over, uh, the athletic, he's their senior formula one writer. He has a lot of good information. So, um, uh, the F1 approved their, their team to be in the 11th team in 2026. Um, so they'll be in the 11th team on the grid. We'll be up to 22 cars, which would be great. Um, and I was kind of looking through this. So the FIA began the process of expanding the F1 grid from the existing 10 teams at the start of the year which prompted Andretti to announce the new partnership with General Motors, uh, Cadillac. So Cadillac is who they'll be bringing to the thing. There's the new engine package in 2026. Um, There's a lot of questions back and forth. Andretti's been wanting to join F1 for a while. Um, This is is the first hurdle, right? It's not... not, This is a very long... I was trying to read through all this. It's, It's a long process of everything they need to do very unlikely they would be on the grid in 24 25 there's maybe a chance you see them if they get it moved up to then but uh 2026 is probably when we'll see it so it kind of sucks to wait a couple more seasons uh but just the fact that andretti is there there'd be a second american team right we've got haas obviously um andretti has been anticipating this for a while they are building a massive complex in indiana indianapolis obviously they've got their ties with, with indycar and they're running over there they're in all kinds of other series and racing and all of that um and they just go hand in hand with racing so uh it sounds to me like they're planning on running f1 and indycar out of that shop in indiana so it'd be pretty sweet to have the the full operations here in the united states have that extra team have the entities involved um unfortunately it sounds like it's gonna be a couple years before it actually happens but this is a big step towards getting it done towards adding more more cars to the grid which 
I'm more I'm always for more cars and, and more races, you know, more cars on the fields, more cars on the grid. Uh, I think that's a good thing. Cadillac though. That's going to be that's going to be fun. I mean, that's one of those manufacturers you don't necessarily expect to see on yeah. an F1. It's like when Dodge Hong joined, is out there winning championships I'll, with Red Bull. I that's mean, that's true, yeah. Yeah. Like when Dodge so. joined uh joined NASCAR and everybody was like what the hell is Dodge doing out there and I mean, yeah. they weren't the strongest of teams, but they were they had some pretty good drivers in those Dodges back in the day. So, yeah. uh pretty pretty interesting to see that. And of course, you know, F1, we've seen manufacturers and teams kind of go and come and and all that other stuff. So, um, obviously, the big ones have stuck around. But, uh, yeah, this will be pretty interesting. I, I, I'm glad for them. I actually want to see. I'm with you, Cody. I'm, I'm of the – a couple more here and there is not bad. I know, you know, 20 of the best, most elite drivers in the world. That's sort of their claim to fame. But I'm okay if yeah, it's 22. If we can have 22 of the best elite and most drivers in the world. Well, it sounds like it's too better. What I'm saying, week after week, it's uh, – a yeah. And, and, and honestly, look, the more pressure you put on a guy like Max Verstappen – to continue to perform at such a high level, the better off you're going to be in general. So I, I, I do, like I said, like this Andretti news. Excited to see it. And, you know, again, with, with more races coming in the United States, I guess it only makes sense for another United States manufacturer to sort yeah. of make them work. They're already in there. I mean, we've got three Grand Prix in the United States right now, right? So I, you go to, you know, you, you go to Texas, you got uh, Vegas, Miami, Miami. And, and Vegas. Yeah, so... Yeah, bring it on. Let's get. We got an American driver now, obviously, uh, and Logan Sargent. So yeah, love love getting more. The viewership continues to grow here as gambling expands. That's going to continue to help it. Uh, DFS helps all of it. So I, yeah, I love to see it. Kind of jealous though. I my buddy posted a picture uh, the other day on Instagram. He lives in Las Vegas and he was working. Uh, well, I don't think he was working. He's he's working for a news station. He's a news stringer. Uh, as well as many other things, but uh, he had his hard hat on, his his news microphone, and he's standing on the paddock in the uh, in the Las Vegas paddock. And I was like, "Beautiful, you son of a bitch!" But yeah, I've seen, I've, some, seen some pictures. They've got all the construction going and everything. It's uh, oh, that that race is gonna be just just absolutely beautiful. I may just drive down there for the hell of it. It's eight hours. I may just strap oh. on and go for it. I don't even oh, care. Man, I don't know. Vegas a little farther than eight hours for me, but. It's tempting for sure. It most definitely is. Uh, all right. Well, we'll talk about the current Grand Prix when we come back. But let's tell you first about game time. I can't stand buying tickets. In fact, I'm not going to buy tickets to the NFL or to the NFL. Well, those either. But I'm not going to buy tickets to uh, to the Las Vegas Grand Prix until the very last minute because I don't know if I'm going to go. So before game time, that would have been a stressful situation. I would have gnashed my teeth and cried and shed some tears because I, I would have figured first of all they'd be sold out and second of all the price would be so astronomical that I would not be able to afford to, to go watch that race even if I was watching it from a helicopter that my buddy rented for me to do it but game time stopped that now I'm going to be able to buy those tickets at the last minute and I'm not going to get gouged and I may even get rewarded for them because they got last-minute deals on all of your last-minute tickets. Plus, they got flash sales on those tickets as well. Ah, they've, took it, they've taken all the stress out of buying tickets, and I am grateful for it. You're going to get all the lower fees, all of the best prices. Plus, you get that game-time guarantee. So when you buy on game-time, your tickets will be there on time and authentic, guaranteed. You even get those tickets on your phone you don't have to worry about fishing through emails or even missing an email as to where those tickets are. They're going to be right there for you. 
Not to mention, they're going to send you a picture of the seat in which you are sitting in so you'll be able to see exactly what you're going to see when you go and sit down to enjoy your event. So snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code SGPN for $20 off of that first purchase of yours. Terms apply again. Create an account, redeem code SGPN for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, so we head off to the Low Sale International Circuit. Uh, Lucille, not low sale. That's that's what the Google Translate will tell you it is. Low sale. No, it's Lucille. Uh, International Circuit in Qatar. And this is a, what better way to crown a champion than on a track that looks like a crown? And it's basically. Okay. Yeah. Yep. I was very, this is a much different shape than most of the tracks we've gone to. So. Oh, highly uh, different. Highly I was very interested to see what you would come up with, but. It's Max Verstappen's crown. It's a little, a little lopsided on the one side, but it's Max Verstappen's crown for sure. It looks like that it's been driven over by 19 other cars in pissed offness. <laughs> so uh, this is a this is a crown that has been hit by 19 different F1 cars. Uh, so it's a little bent and out of shape, but it definitely is uh, sort of a crown-ish uh, if you if you kind of look at it. There are uh, there's only one DRS zone heading into turn one. So uh, well, actually, no, this DRS zone now is between. Uh, 15 and 16. So yeah, you definitely only have one area of opportunity. That's not a very long stretch, uh, a straightaway before it heads into a pretty sharp right hander. Um, one big long straightaway though, in the back between turns one and 16. Um, yeah, I mean, look at this. This has got a lot of speed on it. There's uh 57 laps in this one. It's just over three miles at 5.419 kilometers, uh, for a distance of 308 Point six one one, which as we know roughly that 190 mile range for this one they've only had one other race on this they opened the track in 2021 to the f1 right i mean this this track has been around since 2004 for moto gp for uh other types of, of motor racing but f1 first took its uh race on it in 2021 of course 2022 they didn't have a race but now they are back here again in 2023 for it and look. they decided the world cup was more important what kind of crap is that <laughs> that's why apparently that's why they didn't have the race last year i was about to say world don't cup. don't get yeah, me you started can, uh, you can you can have the world cup and an f1 race come on now I, I don't know why you can't it doesn't make any sense to me people will still want to go to the f1 race it's not as if that exactly. doesn't you know so um yeah so again this is going to be this is going to be a lot of wide openness these guys are going to be able to uh to stand on the gas for there's not a lot of technical corners in this one, it should be wide open racing, which <laughs> really what it does is lends itself to Red Bull yeah, being that, a damn good team right it, now. That 2018 or 2021 race, only eight cars finished one lap. Like everybody else was at least a lap down. So that's insane. But, uh, but and there was only two, only two not class, like 18 cars were classified. But, but, but who won that race in 2021? It wasn't well. Max Verstappen. That was when Lewis was still good. I know. <laughs> I know, but just kidding. I love you, Lewis. You're still good, but it is you know, Max sticks it up a little now. <laughs> he is. Uh, all right. Well, then why don't we start laying down uh, some of our favorite bets for this Grand Prix? Yep. Let's get right into it. I'm going to take a couple of different teams to finish both cars inside of the top six. Going to start with Ferrari. Uh, they're plus 110. They finished seventh and eighth here in, in 2021. So just outside of that 
But, Rod, three races in a row, they have finished inside of the top six from both cars. Japan, it was fourth and sixth. Singapore, first and fourth. Italy, third and fourth. Ferrari is on a run. They've kind of figured some things out. They're not shooting themselves in the foot as much as they used to. That's a big step. Uh, they're, they're definitely taking some steps forward here. You're getting a, a top-tier team at plus money to finish both cars inside of the top six. Um, obviously, you're probably going to have the two Red Bulls in there taking up a couple of spots, but those other four spots pretty wide open. Now, there's a few teams, obviously, they are going to be we're going to be shooting for it, but I think Ferrari can have a good day. I think at plus 110, they are worth the bet. also think Aston Martin is worth throwing in there as a long shot. It's 25 to 1, much taller task, obviously, for sure. Um, I think you're going to make a case for Alonzo here in a little bit. We know how good Alonzo can be, right? He finished third place here in 2021 with Alpine, so that's a pretty good uh, thing. And their other driver, Lance Stroll, finished sixth place here in 2021. So both of these drivers finished inside of the top six the last time we were here uh alonzo obviously was with alpine at the time but uh and vettel who was in the other aston martin car at the time finished 10th so not too far out of the top six there uh, but alonzo has seven podium finishes 10 top six finishes this season and stroll has been inside the top six three times and he's got eight points finishes he's not that far out of there i know he can be the butt of jokes at times i know some of his races aren't that great but when he puts it together on tracks he's been good at and I've had a lot of Stroll bets here lately, but we're going to hit one of these long shots on Stroll for sure eventually. Um, but a team like Ferrari does shoot themselves in the foot, does have problems. Uh, you know, Sergio Perez has had his fair share of problems. Right? Guys like this have issues that could open up some spots, maybe a slide Stroll up in there. I think that that Alonso is definitely going to be up in the top six there. So Aston Martin at 25 to 1, I think, is a good long shot. Ferrari at plus 110, the safer and, uh, and a good bet as well. And Ferrari, for what it's worth, those guys, they they needed to get back on track. It, uh, you could see the frustration in the middle of the season as either one or both of them were struggling and not finishing. You know, last season we saw it again. It was it was a fight between Leclerc and Verstappen for really first and second. And, you know, every once in a while it was Perez who would stick his nose in there and sign. So the four of them were mixing it up at the top a lot last season. And then, you know, this season comes around and, Ferrari starts to struggle, and obviously we know Red Bull continued to dominate, but you know it was, it was a matter of wh what happened to Ferrari and what were they trying and why wasn't it working. So it's good to see them back. It's good to see them uh, you know, climbing back up there again. And I know for them, they want to continue that going into next season, something to build on to try to catch Red Bull, if, if not just keep up with them at the very least. So um, yeah, definitely that. And then Aston Martin, there is a reason why they are now included in the winner without category because they've had so many of these top six finishes, these top uh, three finishes even that you have to start including them in the top manufacturers because if you don't, then they're going to gouge you. So um, I, I like both of these for that reason as well. Uh, all right, my first bet, I feel like I'm cheating giving this one out, but I feel like uh, I'm not at hey, the same time. The number's, number's still good, so you got to take it. The number is actually the best that you're going to find on anything for Max Verstappen to win. Uh, but it's not winning the race in general. It is winning this sprint race. Not just winning it, though, but turning the fastest lap as well. So uh, Max Verstappen to turn the fastest lap and win in the sprint race. Remember, there's a sprint weekend and the, the sprint shootout, the sprint, and then the main race. So we're talking not the shootout. We're talking the sprint race itself. Um, you can get that at minus 140 on DK. Cody, when do you pay the juice? Uh, only if you lose, Rob. All right, and I don't think we're going to lose this one at all because here's the thing. 
this guy has the opportunity to wrap this thing up now. He doesn't have to wait for the race. He could just do it now on a Saturday and call it good and and go out on Sunday. Still win the race, which is probably something he's going to do. But the pressure's off of him to do it because now he could just go out and and run a race, right? He doesn't have to turn a fast lap. He doesn't well, he doesn't have to turn a fast lap in the sprint anyways to win this, but you know, you know Max, he's a good flair guy. He likes to to add on to his everybody else's misery uh, when he's doing well. So, uh, again, Max Verstappen has the chance to wrap up his championship on Saturday. You don't think that team is going to get him out there to do that? He's probably going to be on the pole. He's probably going to win. It's a shorter race even. He doesn't have to outlast anybody for very long. He's just got to go balls out for the, the length of the sprint race and call it good, right? And, and he's probably going to turn that fast lap within the first, you know, there's, there's nobody that's going to throw on tires at the end of the sprint race to try to grab a, a fast lap at a sprint race. Yeah, so. there's so much less time for somebody else to something to have a wing to fall off and they had to change it and you get you get that fastest lap from Piastri or so like it, it, this is going to be a max thing I, I love this bet at minus 140 I think you got to take it because it's it all just lines up perfectly he goes out he wins the championship gets to celebrate and all that fun stuff just like last week we got him what it was minus 120 to fastest lap win the race and or last race I guess and that was like taking money from a baby I mean it was just it was so easy so uh, I think this is the the same thing, and you got to do it. Indeed. Uh, all right, where are we going next, Cody? Um, should we go to an ad break, Rod? Or, or oh, it is uh, it is that time. Look do? at you, buddy. I love <laughs> that you're leaking about that. Um, yeah, yeah I'm we here will. For you. Thank you. I I wasn't looking. <laughs> gotta, at we got to pay the time. bills, support our fine sponsors, and then uh, be more winners so you can earn some money. Indeed, we do. Uh, look at you looking at the time. All right, we'll be back right after I tell you about Underdog Fantasy. Look, Underdog has F1 as well, ladies and gentlemen. So if you are just looking at this and you're seeing the football end of it, that's fine. But they've got F1 and now they have NASCAR as well. So Underdog, they've got a great way to play alongside your favorite football team. Drive along with your favorite F1 drivers and NASCAR drivers all season long. But more importantly, Underdog has just introduced Scorchers. Go five for five in Pick'em Scorchers. You're going to enjoy a spicy 100 times the payout on that contest. From now until October 4th, Underdog is matching 100% of your first deposits up to $500. $100,000 Sundays continue on Underdog Fantasy. 10 lucky players are going to wake up $10,000 richer. Toss out an Underdog play. We're going to toss them out. A bunch of them actually uh, in our NASCAR episode at the end of the week. So make sure that you are listening to that episode as we give you some of our favorite underdog plays for the NASCAR slate. In fact, you know what? Go back and listen to that. We'll toss in some bonus F1 there as well when we find those for you. So uh, that'll give you more reason to go listen to the NASCAR Gambling Podcast uh, as we'll give you some F1 plays on that. Sign up with the promo code SGPN. Underdog's going to double your first deposit up to $500. Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. All right. Did I give him a good enough incentive to go listen to NASCAR? I think so, Rob. Good. And not just that, but I mean, listen, we're, we're tossing out a bunch more picks there for the NASCAR race. It'll give you something to watch after you watch the F1 race on Sunday morning. Yeah. How about, well, and no, I mean, really, I guess it's Sunday morning for you, but a noon race here in the central time zone. It's beautiful. The sprint race at 1230 central time oh i love it you don't have to get up early sprint shootouts it's an 8 a.m one but 
But uh, oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be so nice. I love it. All right, Rod. Next up for me, I'm dipping back into the Liam Lawson well. He got so close for us last race. He's gonna get it done this race. Plus two twenty five to finish in the points. He's got four starts, Rod. A thirteenth place, an eleventh place, ninth place at Singapore where he got in the points. Eleventh points in the last race. He's been there. He's been close. He's gonna continue to get it done. I think. Uh, twenty twenty one race here. Gasly and Yuki finished 11th and 13th. I think Alphatori's running a little better now than they were at that time. Uh, Lawson kind of racing for a job, right? They announced that it's going to be Ricardo coming back to that car next year. Not Lawson, even though he has done extremely well in this time filling in for Ricardo. Sounds like Ricardo probably going to be back for the United States GP. You know how much he loves his uh, loves his cowboy hats and, and hanging out in Texas. That's the next race on the calendar. So. Um, I think, and it's a couple of weeks away from now. So sounds like Ricardo should be back for that. So kind of Lawson's last chance to, to show off here to, to prove that he's, you know, I, the grid is pretty much filled for next year, but, uh, you know, as, as he continues to look for a ride or look to be a reserve driver and whatnot, uh, he needs to impress in his chance here. So I think Liam Lawson will find his way into a points finish at plus 225. Does Leon Lawson find himself in a Cadillac in 2024? That's the uh, that's the question. Or 2025, rather. That's yeah, that's the question. Say, you never know. That'd be that'd be something. Huh? Liam Lawson driving a caddy. Uh, I love go. it. Uh, all right, my next bet is number of race leaders. There, it's only going to be one this time. I I know that yeah. two actually pays the same as one. Both of them are at bet on bet 365 at two to one. Um, but. Listen, there's only going to be one leader in this race. There was only one leader in 2021. That was Lewis Hamilton. He led from pole to pole. This track, the person it's that gets so out in front, open. that's what yeah. I'm saying. The person who gets out in front, hardly anybody's going to be able to pass him. And and that, look, this doesn't even need to be for Max Verstappen to be that guy that leads all 57 of these laps. It could be Lewis Hamilton. It could be uh, Carlos Sainz. It could be Sergio Perez. As long as the person who gets out front gets out front before the, the start-finish line at the end of lap one, that's the person that's going to be checked out of this one. And I, I don't see very much overtaking for the lead. I don't see any overtaking for the lead, obviously, uh, on this one. Look, Lewis beat Verstappen last last uh, 2021. I keep wanting to say last year, but it wasn't last year. It was in 2021. By 25 seconds. Third place, Alonzo was almost a full minute behind, 59 seconds behind Lewis Hamilton. So that tells you right then and there that you can build out a gap on this one. And look, if Verstappen ends up getting on the pole and is that driver that's out front, that dude's going to lead by three years by the end of this race. There's not going to be a chance for anybody, I think, to catch him. Even with the, the short DRS sprint that they've got going on there, uh, like I said, after turn 16, it just, this does not lend itself well to, uh, to anybody else being able to take the lead over anyone that gets out front. So one leader, one leader only. If you want, if you think there's going to be two, cause I don't know there's going to, there won't be more than two. If you feel more comfortable with two, two's at the same price at two to one, but I got to tell you guys, I still think there's only gonna be one leader. Yeah. I, this is, I mean, again, it's, it's such a wide open place. It's, this just sets up for another Max just kills everyone type of week. And, and I think that's what's going to be. And if that's going to be the case and it happens a lot and we know it, like that's why I find ways to bet on. This is a bet on Max leading from the drop of the green flag, 
having such a lead that even when they cycle, uh, you know, it, it just, uh, I think that you, you got to do it this way. So, uh, well, cause listen, Matt, Max is minus 400 to win. This is a way for you to get 600 points better than yeah. you would get if you bet on him winning. Yeah, exactly. And the main thing is the pit stop cycles, but he's going to have such a lead that it's going to be fine. I think so. I think that this is a good bet. I think this is a good way to go. And again, got to get creative with the numbers. You got to find the good numbers. So I think this is a good way to attack it. Next up for me, Rod, I'm going to dip back into the classified well because I love it so much. Total classified finishers over 18 plus 175. Also going to throw out over 19 and a half at plus 550. I mentioned it before. Only two drivers not classified last time we were here. This track is wide open. That was two years ago. And this year, we have noted it time and time again. There's just cars have been making now, other than a couple of weeks ago when a car didn't even make the grid, right? But and and we've had the the thing with Stroll a couple of weeks ago where he was in the wreck and, and didn't end up racing the race. But for the most part, cars are just lasting. They're they're making it. We're not having all the battery problems. We're not having the electrical problems we we're having before. This is not a bunch of tight corners or or close quarter racing. It's going to be wide. It's going to be spread out. Not going to be a lot of incidents. I think that a lot of cars are going to finish this race. I think we have that opportunity to get to all 20 cars being classified in this race. Plus 550, I like that number. And I think uh, going over 18 over on Bet365, plus 175. I don't think this one's inclusive with 18, uh, but you push at 18. So even if it does get down to 18, you're, you're not really losing anything. And it gives you that opportunity to hit at 19. Double dip, obviously, if you go to 20. So I think that's the way to play it for classified drivers this week. Yeah, I mean, you look at the 2021 race, you had 18 total. Uh, but Nicholas Latifi went out with a puncture and then uh, looked like Valtteri Botas hit, uh, under tray problems as well. So, I yeah. mean. And yeah, so no incidents, right? It was no, they weren't wrecking because this just isn't a track or a circuit that, that opens up to a lot of wrecks. It's going to be if somebody has some type of problem and those can happen, but so far this season, I mean, we've not had, I think we've had one race where it's been under 17 even. So a lot of the races we're getting there, not as many issues this season overall. So I think this is a good way to play it. I do too. Uh, all right. I am going to put Alonzo uh, on the podium this week, nine to one for a podium finish. His troubles have been well-documented. I mean, he started the season red hot, right? Cody said it earlier, he's got seven podiums this season and 16 starts. He hasn't had a podium. Uh, he's only had one podium since his last one at Montreal uh, before that. So let's see, he had a podium at Montreal and then went four straight weeks after that without one uh, and then ended up putting himself back on there at, in the Dutch Grand Prix. Uh, now in three races, he hasn't been on the podium. But despite all of that, his average finish this season is still 5.4, which is only two places outside of the podium right not necessarily meaning that he's been podium or last place he's been podium or pretty damn close uh he's still been in the top 10 pretty much uh every race other than uh, a couple of weeks ago in uh let's see in marina bay he had 15th place finish there but that's his only finish outside of the top 10 all season which means he's been a player inside of that top 10 he just hasn't been able to find whatever it is to get him back up on the podium I think that changes this this week. I think they find something in it. He's done it already, right? He finished third here last or the last time they were on this track in 2021. Started third, finished third, and that was like Cody said in the Alpine. 
He's in the Aston Martin now, which is a lot better of a car than the Alpine is this season, especially. Um, and, and maybe even particularly in that season, a couple of seasons ago, uh, he finished in front of Perez. He finished in front of Sainz and Leclerc and even his teammate Stroll and Lando Norris, who now is kind of ripping it up. But, you know, he he was managed to, to find himself on the podium in an Alpine. So I think he can do it in a much better car as an Aston Martin. And 9-1, to one, earlier in the season, there were not 9-1 to one for Alonzo to be on the, the podium. That was definitely not a number you were going to get uh, earlier in the season. So I think this is a much better opportunity for him to find the podium again. I think his team is, they got to get something going, and they know it because obviously there's championships that have slipped out of their hands at this point, but that's still a proud team. I still think they want to get out after something. Maybe they're testing stuff for next season. Who knows? I don't know. But whatever it is, I think Fernando Alonso is going to be back on the podium at nine to one. I like the number especially. Yeah, it's not it's not a crazy bet to make either. Nine to one for a guy who's done it seven times this season. I mean, he's been on the podium plenty of times. I know a lot of those were earlier on in the season, and it's it's trailed off some, but they've still shown speed. They've still been fast. So I think this is a, a great bet to make. All right, where are we going to next? Next up for me, Rod. Winners. Gonna go no. <laughs> to, yeah. Max Verstappen, minus 700. Lay it, book it. It's going to happen. Yeah. All right. Have a good night. No, no just no, kidding. No. Don't. Again, you only pay the juice if you lose, but maybe not that much juice. I, uh, yeah, again, that, that's not an advisable long-term strategy. So, Although this year, I suppose uh, <laughs> it, it maybe was. But anyways, uh, moving on. Don't do that. Uh, instead, go to the fast lap market because that is where it can happen in Rod. This is the perfect track for that because we've talked about it this whole episode. It's going to be spread out racing. They're going to be all over the place. This is the perfect opportunity where somebody's got a big enough gap. They can pit. They can come out. They can lay that fastest lap down. They can grab that extra point, all of this fun stuff. So I think this is where you take advantage yet again of trying to hit it. Yes, Max Verstappen is going to be fast. Yes, he's going to be lapping the field. Maybe he asks the team if they want some pit practice. He does it himself. It's possible, right? But Rod, 10 of the 16 Grand Prix we've had this season, it's not been Max Verstappen with the fastest lap. So even though he's done it six times and it seems like he does it every week because he's always the fastest car, there's plenty of other situations that arise where guys are getting it. Um, and four of the last five races, last last week, he, last race he did it, um, which we knew he was going to do it, right? That was the Max FEU race. He's going to come back. He's going to destroy the field. We called that. He did it. But the previous four races to that, he had not had the fastest lap. So other drivers are getting it. I like George. Uh, uh, <laughs> I like George to get it done. George Russell, that's his name. That's what I was thinking. Thanks for the save there, Rod. I don't know why it blanked. I only had George written down. Mine went completely blank. It happens. But 14-1 for George Russell. Mercedes has got four fastest laps this year of those 16, uh, plus the McLaren. That's a Mercedes they drive as well, right? So they've been getting it done. Uh, again, they're in that that points battle looking for the constructors. Let's see. They are pulling it up here quickly. They're currently second place in the constructors championship. Ferrari, 20 points behind them. It's not that far. If they've got that opportunity to go out there and set another fastest lap, grab that extra point, they want to make... You're not catching Red Bull, right? They're, they've literally got more than twice as many points as, as Mercedes does, but you want to stay ahead of Ferrari. You want to make sure Aston Martin doesn't catch up. Um, so I, I think that George is a, is a good one to do it. Um, and also I am going to go with 
Mr. Alonzo. We already talked about him. Finished on the podium. 66-1 to one for Fernando Alonzo to be the fastest lap. Rod, we hit him. Was it 45-1 to one a couple of weeks ago? He got it done for us. Why, why couldn't he get it done again? Again, he finished really well here in the Alpine car. Um, it was a yeah, third-place finish in Al Alpine car in 2021. Now you're coming back to a track. Again, he's a he's a veteran racer. They've only been here one time. I think that maybe lends to his advantage, right? Because he can pick up on things quickly. He knows how to learn these types of places, uh, and so I, I think that it's it's a great way to go at sixty six to one. It's just insane. Again, it's going to be all situational. They they want to catch. They're sitting fourth place in the championship, right? In the the constructors, they want to make sure they stay ahead of McLaren, who's in fifth. They want to try and catch Ferrari if they can. And if Ferrari's stumbling every single point the rest of the season matters a lot to these teams. If they get that opportunity, Alonzo's out there. He's probably not going to catch the guy in front of him. He's got a big gap to the next guy. You come in, you grab those tires, you go set the fastest time. That's the type of situations you're looking for. Yes, we know Max is going to wax the field. He's going to win by three laps, is all this stuff. But that doesn't always mean he's going to get the fastest laps. As many races as he's won this season, only six times has he been the fastest car so uh you've got to take advantage this is where you hit your long shots it's not in the outright market uh, i did work for us a couple of weeks ago we called the one race he was going to be off it worked this is not going to be one of those weeks he's going to be the best car but the fastest lap that little purple clock can go different places i think it could go to russell at 14 to 1 i think it could go to alonzo at 66 to 1 so those are my long shots for the weekend yeah, Red Bull's already got that constructor's trophy on their mantle. No one's ever going to pry that one out of their hands. So the fight now is for second and third and fourth and fifth. So, yeah, these guys still have a lot to race for, whether it is for a championship or not. So, uh, yeah, I mean, again, that's, this is where the strategy all plays in. And this is where betting on F1, if we've learned nothing else through the course of this year and a half that we've spent diving into these markets is that, you have to create your own value. And this is exactly the kind of spot where you create your own value is in these markets or in one like I'll give you. And that's the top two finish market. It is the top two, not top two. It's somebody to finish in second place uh, or first place. It doesn't matter. It's a top two finish for Lewis Hamilton. Nine to one on bet 365. He can finish first. He can finish second. This is like that either way type of a thing right so a top two finish it doesn't even have to be a second place finish which it probably will be let's face it for lewis hamilton or he could go out and do what he did in 2021 and win this race and beat verstappen by 25 seconds either way you're gonna get plus 900 and here's the thing about it why i like this better than betting on lewis outright to win is that lewis has to win the race if you want to cash the outright outright ticket Lewis doesn't have to win this race to cash the outright or to cash this ticket. He can finish second to Verstappen. He can finish a minute and a half behind Verstappen. As long as he's in second place, he's going to cash this nine to one ticket for you. Like I said, he won this race or he won this race in 2021. We know he's a million time champion. He's got trophy more trophies than max verstappen will ever drew well, okay i can't say that but he's got more more trophies than max verstappen right now <laughs> as far as uh where they're at in their career we'll see we'll check back in a couple of years and see where that one stands but uh, as of now he definitely is there uh he finished second in melbourne he finished second in uh in italy he finished second or he's, he's got tons of, of third place finishes in there as well five and sixteen 
look, Lewis Hamilton and these Mercedes guys, they've been nipping at the heels of everybody, right? Uh, third place in Marina Bay a couple weeks ago, fifth place last week at Japan. They got to put something together now. I, I The season's running out. Time is running out for him to have another solid finish. This is a track where he's comfortable. So, like I said, if he wins, if he finishes second, doesn't matter. Nine to one for Lewis Hamilton to have a top two finish. I mean, listen, that's that's something I would. I, I don't know what it is about nine to one this this week, but that's where I sort of my eyes shifted to the nine to ones. Uh, but I, I like this. I still think Lewis has something in the tank. I think he's going to have to show it this week, and uh, he'll probably end up finishing second to Max. But it doesn't matter because you'll catch this ticket either way. Yeah, leaves it open, and then if Max does have a problem, right again, batteries, whatever the deal is, can always happen, so it opens up if he is able to win. But, again, a good way to get in on a longer shot without having to beat Max. It allows for Max to win, still get the second place. We know Lewis can do it. He's got some second places this season, so I like it. I like it at the number. It's crazy, though. Like I said, creating your own value, that's that's what you have to do. And, I mean, I don't really get a chance to talk about it too much outside of uh, – well, to the wall, because that's the only thing that listens to me anymore. But, you know, the thing is, is that as we get deeper into the world of sports betting, I know there's a lot of emphasis on totals. You know, we're talking NFL or baseball or whatever. Totals over unders, like all of these things, you know, to point uh, uh, differentials and all that stuff. That Right. That, that's all fine and well. But dig deeper in the books, people. There's so, especially in F1, like we are very much spoiled in F1 where they give you a ton of, so we're, we only give you four bets a piece. We could, we could put together a full card like we do in NASCAR, but we just chose to sort of pare it down to the top four. But you guys can go so much deeper practice bets, practice head-to-heads, um, we did safety cars a while back. There now, there's virtual safety car. They'll even give you a virtual. Remember, we were saying they need to differentiate between virtual and safety car. Now they did. So they are giving you so much to work with. If you have barely scratched the surface, sit down with your favorite book, open up those F ones, and just look at everything you have because there's a lot. Yeah, it's it's amazing. It's wonderful. And and again. That's one of the things I kind of really like about having this F1 part of it. Like in NASCAR, we talked about it. The last seven playoff races, seven different drivers have, seven different playoff drivers have won. It's been crazy. Like, you don't, so you just throw darts at outrights and you can hit stuff. Like here, you've got to, Max Verstappen is, opens the week at minus 400. Like you've got to get creative. You've got to look deeper. You've got to dig into the numbers. And we proved it a couple of weeks ago. We hit, what was a 40 to one, a 50 to one. Like we hit a couple of different long shot bets. You can hit those weekly basis. We hit some, you know, plus one tens, minus one twenties, whatever it is, uh, in there as well. So I love the challenge it creates of how do you you know this part of the outcome? How do you work around that and find other ways to work it in? Where in case that doesn't happen, or or even though that happens, you can get this. Uh, so it you know, makes a lot of fun and, and it's exciting. And the options in F one, like it is, like you said, it's it's amazing how deep you can go. I absolutely love it. It's like a choose-your-own-adventure book where you know the ending, but you still got to choose your adventure, so (laughs) I love it. Um, All right, get out your pen and paper. We're about to go over the bets that we have for this Qatar Grand Prix, or Qatar, or Qatar. Listen, you guys say it better than I do, so go ahead and say it for me. Uh, Cody started you out with 
both cars, uh, both Ferraris as top six cars at plus 110 over on Bet365. Also tossed in an Aston Martin at 25 to 1 on Bet365. I gave you Max Verstappen to set down the fastest lap and win the sprint race at minus 140, thereby clinching his championship. Going into Sunday, a much more relaxed driver on DK. Uh, Cody gave you Liam Lawson as a point finisher at plus 225. I said the number of race leaders would be just one at 2-1 to one on Bet365. Cody gave you the total classified over 18 uh, at plus 175, and then over 19.5 at plus 550. I said that Fernando Alonso would find his way back up to the podium at 9-1 to one on Caesars. Cody gave you George Russell to turn the fastest lap of the race, not the sprint race, but the actual race, at 14 to 1, and Alonzo at 66 to 1. I said that Lewis Hamilton would be a top two finisher at plus 900 over on Bet365. We'll have to not wake up quite so early for this one, but uh, we'll still enjoy it nonetheless. Uh, another week of F1. I love it when they have it, hate it when they don't. So excited to, to watch another. Uh, Grand Prix on Sunday morning. Yeah, it's gonna be a good one. Uh, again, it's gonna gonna probably get a little strung out, but got two weeks off after this one. But then I think we get three in a row as they kind of go through the Americas here with with the uh, the race down to Texas. Then you got Mexico, Brazil, so it's gonna be great. On a nice little run coming up here, I'm excited. Let's go make some money this weekend. Let's go make some money this weekend. So as we send you off on your way to make money, Cody, why don't you let everybody know they can find you on social media? Yep. Follow me over on X at Husker underscore Z. Find all my work over there. Check out the NASCAR gambling podcast as well. And uh, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Find me on X at RJ Gomez. Link in the bot. Everything I got going on, whether it's here, whether it's in between media, make sure you check out the back road. Seth and Elliot talking the Roval this weekend. And of course, follow me on Fast Money for Frequency's sake uh, over there on their YouTube channel. Just wherever I'm at, you can find me if you want me. I'm, I'm not hard to find. Uh, so we'll see you in another couple of weeks, I suppose, for another race. Until then, let's go racing and let it ride.